Welcome to Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. What does it take to lead yourself and your teams to high performance with ease? Today, you'll discover simple practices that separate exceptional leaders from the rest. Now, here is your host, Nicole Bendeley. Hi there. Welcome to Leading on Purpose. Today is my inaugural show. I am so excited that you're joining me today. You know, leading others just isn't easy. In fact, it's one of the most challenging roles you can take on, especially today when the world of work is facing so much uncertainty, complexity, and flux. But, you know, strangely enough, as a result of today's challenges, there really couldn't be a better time to be a leader because never has the need to unleash team and individual talent and passion been greater. Never has leadership that truly inspires been more craved. And never has the leader who can mobilize people to achieve superior results, regardless of what is thrown at them, pandemics or otherwise, been in more demand. The trick though, to thriving as a leader in these challenging times is knowing where to focus your energy and your attention so that you and those you lead can achieve even better results with far less struggle. You know, work just isn't meant to be such a struggle. It is meant to be challenging, absolutely. That's part of the joy of it is the challenge but it's not meant to be a daily struggle. And more and more these days with the teams and leaders that I coach and work with, I am seeing and experiencing with them so much overwhelm to the point where leaders are feeling paralyzed. Leaders want nothing more today than to help their teams, than to remove or minimize the struggle and support their teams in being even more effective, helping to build well-being, healthy team climates, and building that unity and sense of community and cohesion that this disruption has broken for so many teams. But as a result of the overwhelm and also overwhelm of information, it has created the sense of paralysis of, I just don't know how to help my teams. I'm feeling stuck. And so as you listen to this show today, and hopefully every week over the coming months, my goal is to help you and those you lead really cut through that clutter and to gain just simple yet powerful practices for your everyday leadership and team challenges. Right, My guests and I will bring to you proven, simple practices to help you get out of the weeds and elevate your leadership. You'll discover new strategies to finally address those everyday team challenges that are really blocking yours and your team's true greatness. And hopefully, you'll be inspired to turn off autopilot, right, to lead on purpose with great intention every day. Now, I know that those sound like lofty goals, but trust me, don't worry. It is really easier than you think. Okay. Today's show, for example, by the end of today's episode, you're going to have a few very simple 
And by simple, I mean not complex, okay? Simple strategies to build better cohesion in your team and to build healthier climates based on trust so your teams can really thrive through COVID and and post-COVID as well. And so by simple, I don't mean you're not going to have to stretch yourselves and step outside your comfort zone a little bit, right? Leading others is challenging, um, but it's not, doesn't have to be complicated, all right? But before we get to the content of today's show, let me tell you a little bit about myself. I'm the president of K&Co, and we are a family business founded by my mother, Leslie Bendeley, in the early 80s. And we're a consulting firm, and our sole focus is helping teams and leaders to improve their performance and to tap into the very best of themselves. And our books, our team assessments, and team and leadership models are used all around the world um, for the purpose of improving how people work together for the better. Now, I personally bring over 20 years of research and experience in understanding the behaviors and practices that make the biggest difference to a team's ability to thrive, right? And a leader's ability to perform well. And I've spent my career building um, tools and strategies to help leaders really weed out the apathy and struggles and blocks holding themselves and their teams back. I'm also the co-author of two books, Improving Healthcare Team Performance, which is required reading at a number of universities um, here in North America, and the co-author of the second edition of Winner Instinct, which is a book that shares um, really some of the secrets to success as a leader um, in both career and life, really, at the end of the day. I'm also the co-creator of the Team Fitness Tool and the Healthcare Team Fitness Tool, two online tools to help leaders take really accountability um, in leading their team development so that you and your teams can own your own team performance without solely relying on, on HR and OD to do it with you. Okay. Now, outside of my professional life, I'm a mom of two amazing little boys, and my husband and I both work from home. So I know firsthand how challenging the past few months have been for leaders juggling not only the stress of COVID, but also um, the challenges of of your family life and your day-to-day life. And what gets me up every morning is knowing, like I said earlier, that work and life aren't meant to be such a struggle. And we at Connect know that, or sorry, K&Co know that with the right tools and mindset and support and knowledge, everybody can achieve better results with better ease. So let's get to today's content, which is all about helping your team to build greater cohesion and a healthy climate so that you can thrive through COVID and beyond. Now, a crisis like COVID-19 can either break a team down and widen any cracks in its foundation, or it can inspire a team to come together and tap into its true greatness. And teams that will be ahead of the pack in the post-COVID world will be those that are fanatically focused, and I'm going to be using that term quite a bit, fanatically focused on developing the cohesion and trust required to thrive now and into the future. And so 
over the course of this episode, I'm going to be focusing on two things, helping you to build cohesion within your team, the unity and community um, to ensure that your team members are pulling in the same direction. And secondly, sharing some tips and strategies to build trust during um, trying times like COVID-19. So let's start with building cohesion. Cohesiveness is all, like I said, all about the degree to which your team pulls together in the same direction towards a common goal. Cohesiveness is one of the most important elements of a high-performance team especially now when the sense of team unity has been disrupted for so many teams who had been used to working together in a workplace and depended upon those impromptu gatherings and the in-person you know, relationship building to build that sense of unity and camaraderie. That's been disrupted significantly, right? And so cohesiveness requires not only the sense of unity, but it requires agreement and commitment to where the team is going, its goals and objectives, and how the team will get there. And by how, I mean commitment and agreement to our priorities, to our best practices, to our values, our roles and responsibilities. And so Anytime, but especially during times of intense change, teams will perform at their best when they know without a doubt what they're striving for and how to get there together. So I'm going to give you, um, I want to share with, with you a story. Okay. You'll learn as you listen to me that I love sharing stories. And I'm going to share a story that really um, highlights the need for cohesion and how to go about building it with your team. And it's actually a story that I share often. So if you've you've heard me speak um, or attended any of my, my sessions, you'll know this story. It's one of my favorites. And it's actually a story about Southwest Airlines. And I, I chose Southwest um, because their culture is one of their secrets to success. Southwest has a highly engaged culture where employees frontline to C-suite feel accountable to and connected to Southwest vision, right? And, and they are empowered to contribute to moving the organization forward. And Southwest has managed to withstand significant crises in our history. Think back to the last financial crisis in 2007. They were able to remain profitable without increasing fees to their customers, unlike other airlines. And I'm not a Southwest shareholder or you know <laughs> um, promoter in any way. I'm using them as an example of, of the power of culture and engagement and cohesiveness. And the story I'm going to share with you is actually about um, Herb Keller, who was their founder and former CEO. And he passed away last year, but he is really touted as the secret, right? The reason why Southwest culture is so strong. And I heard this story many years ago. I'm going to share it with you now. And it's a story about Herb teaching his protege how to one day lead the company, right? So the story goes, Herb turns to his protege, we'll call him Mark, and he says, Mark, I can teach you how to run this business as well as I can in 30 seconds. Here it goes. 
Southwest is the low fare airline. We are not a low fare airline. We are the low fare airline. And we provide the most outstanding service. We don't just provide outstanding service. We provide the most outstanding service. And once you can understand those two facts, you can make any decision about this organization as well as I can. And he goes on to give an example. He says, Mark, let's suppose one of your employees comes into your office with an idea. We'll call her Sarah. Sarah comes in and says, I have a great idea. I think the passengers on the Houston to Vegas flight would like a nice light chicken Caesar salad. And he pauses and he says to Mark, how would you respond to Sarah in that moment? Now I'm going to pause the story and ask you the same question. Suppose you are the CEO of Southwest and Sarah came into your office with that idea. What would be your first response to Sarah? Now, when I ask leaders this in our sessions, I get a lot of great answers, right? There are a number of different paths. It's like a choose your own adventure, right? There are a lot of different paths you can take in any given moment with a team member. And according to Herb, there are two responses that are most impactful that I want to share with you. But some of the responses I get from leaders are, oh, well, I'd ask Sarah how much it's going to cost. Or I'd ask Sarah for more details or for the business plan. Or I'd want to know why. Why Caesar salad? Or why this with this flight? Right? Leaders come up with a lot of great questions. And most often the questions are in the weeds. At this point, When Sarah comes to you with an idea, maybe it's a good idea and maybe it's not. It actually doesn't matter in this moment. So think for a minute on what matters most, right, in this moment. What matters most are two things, according to Herb Kelleher, and I fully agree, is A, recognizing Sarah for coming to you with an idea. Southwest culture is built on empowerment And people feel empowered to share ideas because they feel valued when they do. And they're asked for input and they're recognized when they give it. And so even if Sarah's sole job is to come to you with an idea every day, the first response is recognizing her for coming to you with an idea. It's thank you, right? And then the next response is asking a question. And again, remember, maybe her idea is good, maybe it's not. It doesn't matter right now. What matters most after recognition is connecting Sarah to the vision of the organization. It's connecting Sarah and her idea back to where Southwest is going. So it's a question around how would adding chicken Caesar salad to the Houston to Vegas flight enable us to become the low fare airline and provide the most outstanding service. That's how Southwest built their culture. Herb Kelleher beat the drum across the organization around where we're going. And the how to get there, he really brought it out from the people, from frontline to C-suite by asking questions. What do you think we need to do to provide even better service? What do you need to do to be even more low cost for our customers, right? So that everybody across the organization was beating the same, beating to the same drum. 
your team can only beat to the same drum and pull in the same direction if they know exactly where they're going and they're connected to it every day. And so I have a question for you now. How does your team define success, right? What does success look like for your team? And I don't mean the vision statement that's on your organization's website. What does success look like for your team? What is your team reaching for? And yes, it should align to the organization's vision, but it's just as important to be clear without a doubt what success looks like for your team. Now, if you don't know what that looks like, your team members likely don't know what it looks like. And as a result, people will be pulling in different directions. And not only that, they will not be as engaged because it's important to feel connected to something bigger than ourselves so that we know we're providing meaningful contribution to where we are going and we understand how our team fits into the bigger picture. And when it comes to what success looks like, does it look different now than it did at the beginning of March? How has success and what you're striving for changed or has it? And are your teams aware if it has how it's changed, right? And so taking time to get crystal clear on where you're going and how you're going to get there is essential to ensure everybody's reaching towards that same goal and have a common purpose. Now, the next question I have for you is what are your top three priorities, right? What are your top three priorities for achieving success? And we're going to get to the rest of that question and explore it just after break. Okay. So hold on for a few seconds, for a few minutes, and we'll go into break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Leading a team today can be hard, but it doesn't have to be a struggle. With Kenco's self-paced e-course, leading high-performance teams, you'll gain everything you need to build the cohesion, communication, and engagement needed for your team to thrive. Right now, save 30% off the e-course. Plus, Nicole, host of Leading on Purpose, is including two coaching sessions with her at no extra charge. Use promo code VA30 when you visit K-A-N-D dot co slash ecourse that's promo code va30 would you like a complimentary strategy session with leading on purpose host nicole bendeley nicole and her team have been making it possible for leaders to achieve exceptional results with ease for over 40 years nicole will help you to discover what's getting in your team's way from even better results and will share with you the simple practices that will make a big difference to your performance and theirs Visit kand.co slash strategy and book your session with Nicole today. That's kand.co slash strategy. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned into Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. 
Find out more about Nicole and her company, K&Co, and check out her suite of leadership tools and resources at kand.co. Now, back to Leading on Purpose. Hi there. Welcome back. So before break, I asked you, what does success look like for your team? So that's the first question to get really clear on with your team. The next question I shared with you are, was what are the top three priorities your team should be focused on in order to achieve that success? And by priorities, I don't mean tasks and initiatives, right? Those are important, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the new technology you're rolling out or the new product you're about to launch. I'm talking about big priorities. Is customer service a priority? Is safety a priority? Is innovation a priority or engagement and teamwork, right? What are the top three priorities your team members need to be fanatically focused on in order to achieve success? And knowing those priorities will help manage time, right? Will help you delegate, will help your team members think for themselves and be able to make better decisions because they'll know which tasks, which initiatives align with which priorities and therefore should be focused on first, right? Part of building engagement is empowering team members' ability to make self-directed decisions, right? And we can only do that when we're clear on where we're going and what the priorities are to get there. And during a time like COVID and significant change, it can feel very chaotic and not clear at all. And so when we can remove that um, sense of chaos by ensuring our team members are crystal clear and connected to the goal and the priorities, they are then better equipped and able to make daily decisions more easily, right? Um, And not only that, again, they feel great, more connected to the team and where they're going. And they have greater confidence in you and the team's ability to get there when things are clear. Now, the third question I have for you is what are the behaviors and practices that are most important to your team's ability to achieve success? What are they? If I were to be interviewed by you and I said, so tell me, you know, in order for me to to, to thrive in this team and, and to be able to make the best contribution possible, what are those behaviors and practices that I really need to focus on and develop, right? So for example, for one team that that I've been coaching, their behaviors and practices right now are all about supporting each other. And they're slightly different than they were back in March, right? Because people need different things right now, given the environment they're working on for some teams, right? So this team in particular identified the need to be more patient with each other, identified the need to be very clear on priorities so that they can say no to requests that aren't directly aligned to where they're going and and what the priorities are right now, because they're already overwhelmed. So they gave each other permission to say no, right? Um, Other teams, for example, are identifying the need for greater innovation and for more risk-taking and not being afraid to fail, 
right? And and giving each other permission to try new things and and being okay with making mistakes because our the industry, for example, that they're working in is being disrupted. And so they too need to disrupt the way they do things and try new things. So what are those behaviors and practices that are most essential to your team right now? Do you know them? Does your team know them? Are you all aligned to them? Are they different than they were at the end of February than they are now? These three questions, knowing what success looks like, knowing what your team priorities are, and getting clear on expectations of how we need to show up together are three of the most important questions you need to be asking and answering with your team right now. And I say with your team very intentionally, not for your team. Okay. So one way to do this is what I call a team reset meeting. So we talked about what cohesiveness looks like in the three questions. Now I want to move you into how you can actually strengthen them with your team. And it's all about creating dialogue. And you can do that through what I call a team reset meeting. And so what I'd love for you to consider doing is setting aside one or two of your upcoming team meetings for the purpose of resetting and reconnecting your team members. Whether your team is working fully remotely right now, um, or starting to transition back to the workplace, or a combination of both, or have always worked remotely, or have never left the workplace like my healthcare colleagues who I I love and appreciate so much. Um, It is essential during this increased time of, of change and overwhelm to come together, take a breath, reset, and reconnect. And so let's talk about what that reset and reconnect meeting can look like. Um, And the first part of your meeting, so you bring your team together, it can be via Zoom or whatever technology you're using or in person. And very importantly, the first part of your meeting is all about acknowledging and recognizing. Acknowledging the journey you've all been on together acknowledging the highs and the lows and the overwhelm and the stress, right? Giving a voice to it and acknowledging sometimes the real heaviness there and the challenges there. And recognizing how your team has, has contributed through that time, showing appreciation to your team members for showing up and doing their very best while juggling homeschooling and caring for family members and the stress and unknown of COVID. Appreciate. So start your reset meeting off with acknowledging and recognizing. And and ask your team members to share what they're most proud of. What are they most proud of in the team that they've noticed over the past few months? So start on that note. And then move into the three questions. So then focus on what success looks like for the team. If you already have a success statement that defines your team's vision, share it and ask, does this still ring true? Is this still what we're striving for? Or do we need to change it and update it? And it's about asking and getting the input, right? If you don't have a success statement, now is the time to develop one. 
100%, now is the time, okay, to connect your team to how they and you together define success for the team. So if you don't have one, ask the question, right? What does success look like for us? What is it that we're striving for as a team? And and simply ask the question. And if you're working virtually, you can use some really cool online tools like Mural or Mentimeter. There are a number of them that your team members can use to type in and, and put in their, plug in their input so that if people feel uncomfortable speaking in a larger group, they can do that safely. And you have a visual of everybody's input. So you can start gathering themes of what success for your team looks like. And you can use those themes to create your success statement that will be like your lighthouse, your guiding light for your team. Now, you could take an entire one-hour meeting just on recognizing, acknowledging, and building your success statement. I want you to be able to take the time. It has probably been a while, if you're like the teams that I work with, since you've come together as a team to talk about the future in a positive way to reconnect as opposed to putting out fires and working with your heads down and going through your to-do list in this frenzy. Now's the time to breathe and, and refocus. Okay. So take your time. If it takes more than a meeting, it takes more than a meeting. Your team members will appreciate it. So the next part of this, the first meeting, or maybe the second is priorities, asking the question, what are our top three priorities, right? And then finally, your last question is, okay, given where we're going and given our priorities, what are those behaviors and practices that are most important right now that need to show up, right? That we need to hold ourselves and one another accountable to because we know they'll make the biggest difference. And so... um, what you're really developing at the end of the day is a set of team agreements that define the behaviors and practices that your team members have identified as essential. And I'm going to share with you where you can get the tool to develop the team agreements in your team meeting at the end of this session. So you'll have what you need to have this kind of a dialogue with your team because you absolutely can do this with your team. And you can share the ownership of this meeting with your team members. So it truly is a team approach. Okay. So high performing teams are fanatically focused on where they're going and how they're going to get there. And this team reset meeting, right? If you have it, and I hope you do, is the first step. Coming up with a success statement and your priorities and your behaviors and practices is a first step. If they're just on a piece of paper or in a PowerPoint slide and are never referred to or used again, there is no change that's going to happen. In fact, if you do a team reset meeting and then there's no further dialogue or use of what you've created together, that will take your team back a step. That will create more frustration and distrust in the process. So be sure to use what you create. Use your success statement as a means to make decisions together, right? Have it on your team meeting agendas. Have it at the bottom in your signature of your your emails and spark dialogue around it. When you're making decisions or generating ideas, ask how will this lead us towards becoming the low fare airline and providing the most outstanding service, right? 
does this new initiative align with any of our top three priorities? Use your team agreements and behaviors and practices as your continuous improvement tool to say, hey, how have we been showing up? Let's review our team agreements. Are we, are we speaking up more in meetings? Are we reaching out and, and offering help more often if those are behaviors and practices? Use them to create accountability and ownership for the behaviors that are most important. Okay? So it's essential if you can't answer any of those three meeting, those three questions to get focused on them. All right? That's cohesiveness. Now, the second piece that we're going to focus on today is all about building a healthy team climate. While cohesiveness is essential to team performance, a healthy team climate is the foundation of a high-performing team. Okay, A healthy team climate is one in which your team members feel trusted and trust, right? They know they are respected and they respect others. They feel valued and they have a sense of psychological safety where they know they are free to be themselves and their team members have their backs and only want the best for one another, right? A healthy team climate is one in which team members feel free to rock the boat, to ask questions, to share out-of-the-box ideas, and to challenge their leader and their team members for the good of the team and the organization. So let's talk a little bit about a healthy climate because a healthy climate can be rocked during stressful times like COVID because we tend to then revert to when we're highly stressed to survival mode and we can become more triggered, right? And our buttons get pushed and we don't often have the capacity or capability to always intentionally bring our best feet forward best foot forward when we're under intense stress. And so I want to talk a little bit about what a warm climate versus a cold climate looks like. Okay. In a cold climate, team members are in survival mode, not because of the external environment, but because of their relationships with team members and their leader. It's an environment where people do not feel respected and do not trust that others have their best interest in mind or the team's best interest in mind. There is a lot of unproductive conflict in unhealthy cold climates. In cold climates, team members leave work at the end of the day, whether you're physically leaving work or you're just shutting down your laptop, um, they leave feeling depleted. Again, not because of the work or the environment like COVID or the stress of external factors, they're leaving feeling depleted because of the interactions with their teammates. Their energy is being drained and depleted through every interaction or most interactions, okay? In warm climates though, it's the opposite. A warm climate feels like home to a degree, right? People can feel at their best and feel comfortable and know their team members have their backs. And in warm climates, even when we're under extreme stress like COVID and facing the unknown, 
what we will feel less depleted because we have the support of our leaders and our team members, because we have positive relationships, because we know that when I ask a question or ask for help, I'll be heard and I'll receive the help that I need, right? And that it's okay to ask for help. And while everybody is responsible for creating a warm climate, at the end of the day, it falls to the leader to take the lead in creating and maintaining a warm climate. Okay. So I want to share a quick story with you. (laughs) And I love stories, as I said. And this is actually a story about a tightrope walker. And he was a famous tightrope walker many, many, many years ago. And I've forgotten his name. He was that famous. Um, So I'm going to call him the famous tightrope walker. And years and years ago, he was about to perform this incredible feat of walking across Niagara Falls on a tightrope. And there was a huge crowd there. But unfortunately, the day he chose to do it, it was rainy and blustery and windy and stormy and terrible, terrible conditions but he chose to do it anyway. And he walked across the tightrope and got to the other side safely. And on the other side was his number one fan who's always been at his, you know, his events. And his number one fan was jumping up and down and congratulating the tightrope walker. And his number one fan said, I knew you could do it. That was amazing. Now, will you do it again? only take this wheelbarrow across with you. And Mr. Famous Tightrope Walker looked at his number one fan and said, really? Like you just saw me almost, you know, fall off that tightrope because it's so windy and it's still storming. And you really think I could do it again? Oh, absolutely. I know you can. I have complete faith in your ability to do it, Mr. Tightrope Walker. So the famous Tightrope Walker looked at his number one fan and said, okay, get in. So you're asking your team members to cross a tightrope right now. The journey is quite, you know, stormy. It has been stormy. It's looking brighter now, but it's been stormy, right? It's been windy. It's been shaky. Your teams have been rocked. And you're asking your team members to get into your wheelbarrow and cross through the storm with you to the other side. And in order for your team members to jump in that team, that wheelbarrow with full faith in you and the team's ability to thrive and get through this together unscathed, ideally, they need to trust you, right? Trust is essential to your team members' ability to give their full self and to be highly engaged no matter what is thrown at them. And Trust, according to research, um, in particular Marcus Buckingham's research on engagement, an individual is 12 times more likely to be engaged when they trust their leader. In fact, Marcus Buckingham's most recent research on employee engagement says there's only two factors that affect engagement at the end of the day. So we've been doing it a little wrong lately over the past few years. The strategies aren't working. There are only two factors that affect engagement. It's team effectiveness and and trust in leaders. Those are the only two things that affect employee engagement. And so when we come back from break, we're going to talk about the four 
requirements for building trust and how you can build trust with your team members during trying times. Okay, so we'll get to that right after break. Stay tuned. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Would you like a complimentary strategy session with Leading on Purpose host Nicole Bendeley? Nicole and her team have been making it possible for leaders to achieve exceptional results with ease for over 40 years. Nicole will help you to discover what's getting in your team's way from even better results and will share with you the simple practices that will make a big difference to your performance and theirs. Visit kand.co slash strategy and book your session with Nicole today. That's kand.co slash strategy. Leading a team today can be hard, but it doesn't have to be a struggle. With Kenco's self-paced e-course, leading high-performance teams, you'll gain everything you need to build the cohesion, communication, and engagement needed for your team to thrive. Right now, save 30% off the e-course. Plus, Nicole, host of Leading on Purpose, is including two coaching sessions with her at no extra charge. Use promo code VA30 when you visit kand.co slash e-course. That's promo code VA30. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned into Leading on Purpose with Nicole Bendeley. Find out more about Nicole and her company, K&Co, and check out her suite of leadership tools and resources at kand.co. Now, back to Leading on Purpose. All right, so let's focus on how to build trust. Like I said, research shows um, that trust is essential to building engagement. And if you want to find out about Marcus Buckingham's research, I had the opportunity and the the great pleasure of interviewing him last summer, just as his research came out for a Forbes article. And so if you want to learn more about um, the engagement strategies that work and don't work, check out my article on Forbes. The results are in current employee engagement strategies aren't working. And it's all about Marcus's research. So please check that out because it's really important work he's done. Now let's get to trust. Okay. Trust is a word that we tend to throw out, right? Or I don't trust her. I don't trust him. I don't think he trusts me. We need more trust in the team. What does it look like? And how do you actually go about building it? Right? And so let's talk about that as leaders. How do we build trust? So let's look at the word and the meaning of it and how we build it. So we build trust when we do four things. First of all, we build trust when we achieve results. When we show that we know what we're doing, right? When we have the technical skills to do our job, for example, and when we're moving the team forward and achieving results effectively, right? We build trust, secondly, when we act with integrity. Now, this is a big one, a really important one. Integrity is all about walking the talk, right? 
We act with integrity when our actions match our words. We're not preaching to our team to be respectful and open and vulnerable when we are not doing the same, right? And acting with integrity is all about also treating each person with equal respect. We behave consistently. People know what to expect from us. We live up to expectations and we're transparent and honest. Okay, that's acting with integrity. The third element of trust, um, and this is getting a lot of focus lately, is we build trust when we demonstrate in uh, vulnerability. Okay, so I want to talk about vulnerability for a minute. There's vulnerability and there's invincibility, and they're two sides of the same coin, right? When we live in the invincibility realm, and both are essential, by the way, both invincibility and vulnerability are essential to exceptional leadership. When we live in the invincibility realm, right? We, we, we don some armor and we, we protect ourselves to a, a degree, but we also exude confidence, right? We exude confidence in decision-making. We're able to make objective decisions that are difficult and stick with them, right? We um, speak with confidence. We make decisions. We direct, right? But if we live too much in the invincibility realm, we will be perceived as cold, as arrogant, as egotistical, as unapproachable, right? Um, and so it's essential to gain some balance and also step into the realm of vulnerability. And this is oftentimes a very difficult area for leaders to live in because it requires shedding the armor and opening yourself up and leaning into difficult and uncomfortable conversations that you don't have control over where they're going to go. It requires showing, you know, uh, your faults and we all have them. It's about owning and sharing mistakes with your team. Um, it's about inviting input and feedback. And the more you can demonstrate vulnerability with your team and show your true self and show your vulnerabilities, the more trust you're going to build and the more vulnerability you'll build within your team to be open and honest and learn together, right? And to, to step outside of your comfort zone and try new things. It requires vulnerability for team members to be open to change. It requires vulnerability for team members to speak up in a meeting when they're not comfortable doing so. So when they see you acting with vulnerability in the right moments and in the right way, um, they too will feel inspired and more comfortable and feel the permission to be able to do that as well. But just like invincibility, when you live in, in, in vulnerability all the time, then you may be perceived as weak and, and um, wishy-washy and not being able to make decisions and emotional and all of that stuff. So it is a balance. It's knowing when to demonstrate vulnerability and when to demonstrate invincibility. But the lack of vulnerability will um, create distrust. Okay? So vulnerability is a non-negotiable. Okay. And you know, I'm sure Brene Brown and all of the great work she's done on vulnerability, um, will have an entire show dedicated to it coming up. Okay. So that's the third piece. The fourth piece, and this is where we're going to spend some time. We build trust when we show we care 
about other people. We build trust when we as leaders show we care about what's what matters to our team as a whole and to our team members. We build trust when we show we care about the impact our decisions have on those we lead and on our stakeholders and our community. Doesn't mean we won't make the difficult decisions, but we show we care about the impact of those decisions, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? We know that when team members leave, one of the number one reasons why they leave is because they don't believe their leader, their immediate leader, primarily cares about them. And when team members can't leave the team for whatever reason, they will become disengaged when they don't believe their leader cares about them. And so this is really important. So how do you show you care? You show you care in a number of ways. The first way to show you care is by having meaningful and genuine conversations with each of your team members. So one way to do that is to shift your status updates, your one-on-one status updates from a status update of your team, you know, downloading an update to you on where they are with their priorities, on their projects, et cetera, and shifting that to engage in a dialogue up front around meaningful questions, around getting to know your team members better and what's most important to them. So I'm going to share some questions that you can begin to incorporate into your one-to-ones so that you begin, if you don't already, and I'm sure many, many of you, if not all of you, are are already building meaningful relationships with your team members and maybe already asking these questions. If you're not, please give it a go. But remember that these questions need to be asked in a genuine way. And also bonus, I've put these questions onto Facebook at Team K and Co, Team K-A-N-D-C-O, so that you can grab them and have them as a resource. Okay. So asking some meaningful questions in your one-to-ones. So questions like, what matters most to you right now? What makes a good day for you? What makes you proud of our team right now? What does it look like when we're at our best? What do you think we should be doing differently? Is there anything you need from me? How can I help you? How are you doing working from home? How are you finding the transition back to work? What are you worried about? Okay, these are questions that are designed to create um, relationships, to inspire some vulnerability and some openness so that your team member knows you care about them and what's meaningful to them or what matters to them. And that you're invested in them and their experience at work. That builds trust. Okay, so if you're looking to build greater relationships and build trust, start with your one-to-ones and ask different questions. Your time with your team members, especially one-to-one, is gold. Use that time to build relationships, to build culture, to build trust and respect. Okay, Another way to show you care is by recognizing your team members, right? I, I want to share another story with you. I was working with a, a healthcare leader, um, um, coaching her, and she 
was brilliant. She really didn't need my help, but um, we worked together for a while. And um, she had been um, basically seconded. She was an assistant director of an ambulatory care department that was um, dysfunctional. And so she stepped in and what she could have done was focused on everything that was wrong with the team, everything. There were a lot of things that weren't working. And she could have just focused on fixing those things and pointing out what wasn't working. Instead, she made it her mission. She knew that in order for that team to turn around, that her people needed to feel valued and know that they mattered to the vision of the hospital and to patient care and to making a difference for those that they serve. And so instead of focusing on what they were doing wrong, she focused on everything that they were doing well. So ask yourself, and that turned the team around quite quickly. So ask yourself, what is it that I could be recognizing? How can I reach out and appreciate genuinely and recognize my team more so that they know I'm noticing that their work and their contributions. And in a meaningful way, and you'll only know what's meaningful when you get to know your team members. So taking time to recognize and truly value the efforts of individuals and your overall team is essential. So really at the end of the day, when you focus on two things, building cohesion and actively creating and and nurturing a healthy climate by building trust with your team members, you will be setting yourself and your team up for success no matter what is thrown at you and your team. And the sooner you can build that cohesion and reconnect to success, the better it will be and easier it will be for you and your team to thrive. And so you can find a number of tools to help you on that journey to building cohesion and a healthy climate on our website. So I just want to direct you to kand.co slash tools. There you have a number of free tools and one in particular, team agreements that you can use in developing um, those behaviors and practices in your reset meeting. Okay. You also can book a complimentary strategy session with me if you want to talk about your reset meeting or how to address any of your team challenges. I'm here to do that for you, okay? Go to kand.co slash strategy and book some time with me, all right? And I am so excited for our next show next week where I will have Sarah McVannell and she'll be talking about the flip side of failing and how to turn failure from kryptonite into your superpower. So I cannot wait for next week's show. And I'm so excited that you've joined me today. Please, please, please follow me on Twitter. Join us on Facebook at Co, at Team K&Co. And let's keep the dialogue going. I'm going to be hopping onto Facebook to do a little live session right now. Um, I'm so excited that we just had our first show. And please, I look forward to you joining us again next week and hopefully every week. So take good care and let's inspire better for you and your teams together. All the best. See you next week. Thank you for joining us this week. Please tune in again for another edition of Leading on Purpose with your host, Nicole Bendeley. 
on the Voice America Empowerment Channel next Monday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a wonderful week.